Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Yankees baseball today on this Thursday, Cinco de Mayo with Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. Brian, we thank you so much for the time and, uh, to say the least, a much-needed win for the Bombers last night in Baltimore, uh, shutting out that fearsome Orioles lineup and winning 7-0 to snap a six-game skid. And really kind of a, I guess, a turn-back-the-clock performance for a CC Sabathia, if you will. Uh, seven scoreless for the big guy, six Ks. And uh, what was different about him last night as opposed to his other starts uh, previously this season? I think he just had it all going. Uh, you know, this is probably the model performance of what CC Sabathia has to be at this point of his career. Uh, he doesn't have the 95-mile-an-hour fastball that it can rear back and blow by guys. Um, but he's relying a lot more on the uh, the two-seam sinker, a lot more on the change-up that's giving him pitches to keep guys guessing, keep them off balance. And I think one really good sign for him from last night is that he got eight swings and misses on that change-up. That's going to be a valuable weapon for him. Obviously, he's not going to have everything working every time, but – when he does, uh, I think that he proved that he can still compete and win in this league. Coming off a performance in which he turned back the clock against the Orioles in Baltimore, the Yankees placed CeCe Sabathia on the disabled list with a groin strain, putting his immediate future in question. CeCe was at the top of his game against the Orioles, using his sinker and changeup effectively to keep the Orioles' lineup off balance. But now the Yankees will have to proceed without the big left-hander, one option going forward is to insert Ivan Nova into the starting rotation. Remember, in spring training, Nova and Sabathia were competing for the number five spot in the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. He demonstrated that, uh, as you said last night, with the seven scoreless and the six Ks and a win that the Yankees desperately needed as they take down Baltimore uh, 7 nothing. And, you know, uh, Brian, we've said this uh, time and again, but it really does bear repeating, especially after last night. When Jacoby Ellsbury is wreaking havoc and has his head screwed on straight, if you will, this is a completely different Yankees team. Ellsbury was pretty much flawless last night. He reached base in all five plate appearances, uh, three hits, including a double. He walked twice, stole two bases. What more could he have done other than sell popcorn? I mean, he just did everything last night. Was that the the finest single-game performance you've seen out of him since he joined the Yankees? Oh, I'm not sure. You know, I'd have to think back. Uh, there, there's been some good ones. You know, uh, he didn't steal home in this one. So uh, maybe maybe that one I point to. But that's what Ellsbury does when he's right. I mean, he's a dynamic performer. There's a reason they gave him $153 million. I, I don't think the Yankees have gotten a great return on that investment so far. But 
when he is going right, and we saw it for about six, seven weeks at the beginning of last year, uh, maybe he's catching a hot streak here. When he goes, the team goes with him. Uh, he, he sparks the top of that lineup, and uh, it, it's hard for this team to go anywhere without Ellsbury and Brett Gardner firing at the top of the lineup. Uh, we'll see what happens with Gardner, but if Ellsbury's catching a hot streak, that's good news for the Yankees. Yeah, no question there. And the Yankees, again, as we've said, they, they really – Needed that win last night. You know, the Yankees, when you take stock of their season, I believe, uh, I don't have their record on the top of my head, but uh, they're obviously in last place right now uh, in the AL East, uh, having gone through that that losing streak, which was snapped last night. You know, when teams go through the, the April struggles, the common refrain is, well, it's still early, and to some extent that's true, but at what point does that kind of transition to where it's not really early anymore and you have to start to get a little concerned when you're still lagging seven, eight games under 500. Yeah, for sure. I think you're at that point right now. Uh, the fact that Brett Gardner said that last night in Baltimore was a must-win game. Mark Teixeira said at Fenway Park over the weekend, he said it is a small sample size, but it's getting bigger. And and that's true. Uh, when you're 8-16, I mean, Joe Girardi-led team has never been this far under 500. So this is – you would think that this is the bottom point, or at least Joe Girardi hopes that it is. Uh, they needed that win. They needed a big performance out of Spathia to get them back on the winning ways. Uh, Gardner said that it felt like they won a playoff game. They hadn't won in more than a week because they had two off days uh, and a six-game losing streak. So uh, the Yankees really need to climb out of that. They're in the middle of a long stretch here where they've got 20 games without an off day. So they got to string some wins together. The schedule's not going to help, and there's no more rest coming here. Uh, they got the Red Sox coming up this weekend, so things don't get a whole lot easier. So the Yankees are going to have to fight out of this and, uh, and figure it out. But if they can start putting up five runs a night or more, as Alex Rodriguez has said, uh, that would obviously go a long way to, toward helping them get back on the winning path. And, of course, so, too, we're getting uh, Aroldis Chapman uh, back in the fold uh, when he serves his uh, 30-game suspension uh, for the offseason incident. So uh, that's going to be a big boost for the Yankees, too. And as you said, it begins uh, this weekend. Of course, we're talking on a Thursday. They wrap up their series uh, in Baltimore. And then the Red Sox come to town for the first time uh, this season. Looking back at last night's game, Brian, I think it's worth noting that uh, Delon Batanza snapped a, a, a skid of giving up home runs in three straight outings. He retired the only two batters he faced, uh, one via strikeout. Now, of course, uh, we saw this past weekend, uh, Batanzas really struggle at Fenway Park against the Red Sox. He gave up those two late-inning tie-breaking home runs to uh, David Ortiz and Christian Vasquez, and they both came on first pitches. I mean, when you look at this, is it a case of the Red Sox knowing that, you know what, if we fall behind this guy, it's a death sentence, and we, we better swing away as early as we can to try to get to this guy. Is it more a matter of just a, you know, a team adjusting to him, and he in turn has to now adjust to that adjustment if this is making any sense because teams know that if you don't get him early, you're pretty much cooked. I know exactly what you're talking about, Matt. <laughs> and then, hey, you don't want to get down two strikes to tell him to answer so, uh, because he uh, against Andrew Miller as well. Um, you, you see what the result has been. So I think you're seeing a lot of more teams – First pitch swinging. Uh, the Red Sox obviously got that memo. I think the word has gotten around the league. So, you know, baseball is a game of constant adjustments. Uh, teams are adjusting to you. You've got to make the adjustments. And I didn't expect Dylan Batanzas to come out and give up a home run in every single appearance for the rest of his life. Uh, you know, Joe Girardi was saying that if he's a betting man, which he is not, um, he would take the odds on the fact that you're never going to see Batanzas give up home runs in three straight appearances again. Um, he hadn't given up three home runs until August of last year. Uh, he's already given it up here. So, um, you know, maybe he's, he's figured that out and gotten it right. But I think that uh, if I'm the Yankees, 
I, I'm betting on Dylan DeCantis. I, I think that he's going to get the job done more times than not. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's anything where you have to be concerned that he's, you know, oh my gosh, he's, he's losing his stuff or he's hanging his breaking balls. It's just a matter of the other team. You know, like you said, there's adjustments, there's scouting reports out the wazoo, and they see, hey, you know, if we get down two strikes, uh, that's it. <laughs> You'll still swing at that first pitch, take your chances, and it obviously worked out quite well uh, for the Red Sox this past weekend at uh, Fenway Park. Looking at that series, which obviously did not turn out the way it wanted to for the Yankees, they got swept, but breakout weekend for A-Rod, especially uh, Sunday night. Drove in four, a two-run homer, which might still be traveling, a two-run double off David Price, and uh, but lo and behold... He injures his hamstring on Tuesday in the middle innings. He has not played since that. What is his uh, prognosis right now? And assuming he comes back and soon and is 100% healthy, how confident are you that what A-Rod did at Fenway this past weekend is really a strong, encouraging sign that he's kind of turning the corner? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, he's going to be on the DL here. And, um, you know, hamstrings are tricky. That that could be four weeks. It could be six. could be eight. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll find out more when Alex gets back up to New York and he gets in the uh, – the test, again, done by the team physicians, he had an MRI done here in Baltimore. But uh, they're going to proceed without him for a while. It's tough for him because he had just been starting to hit. Uh, he was feeling good signs even beginning in the uh, the series at Texas, and then he brought that up to Boston. So uh, they're going to have to figure it out. I think that they're going to use the DH spot to give Carlos Beltran some at-bats, and Aaron Hicks will get some more playing time in the outfield. And then they might have that, that final roster spot rotating a little bit. Uh, earlier today they had – James Pazos, the left-hander, they sent him down to AAA. They called up Ben Gamble. He'll be making his major league debut. He's an outfielder who can play all three positions. But um, I, they've got other guys down there at AAA. People have talked about Aaron Judge, Rob Refsnyder, uh, even Nick Swisher. So I think that uh, while they're waiting for Alex to come back, and like I said, who knows, that could be a month, it could be more. Uh, at the very least, 15 days. Uh, they're going to use that opportunity to rotate a little bit and uh, try and battle through this stretch of 20 games by uh, keeping that roster spot flexible. Yeah, such a tough break for A-Rod, who, you know, as you detailed, he was just starting to hit again after such a, a brutal start to the season. I think at one point the average was down to, to 132 and just getting uh, booed like crazy in home games. But I, I think the person throughout all of this that was the least concerned about A-Rod's struggles was A-Rod. I mean, did you get that sense in talking to him that, you know, he's been – it's, again, it's not, not his first rodeo by any means. He's in his 40s. He's done this for a long time. And that, you know, despite all the, the chatter and he, he's old, he's this, he's that, that it really never affected him. And he knew at some point he was going to start to hit as he's always hit. No, I feel like the confidence is, is there. And uh, you don't hit almost seven home, uh, 700 home runs in the big leagues without being confident in your ability. So, uh, yeah, I think that sometimes it takes older players a little while longer to warm up. I mean, seen that for years now with Mark Teixeira. We keep talking about why is he having a slow April. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a huge surprise that A-Rod got off to a little slow start out of the gate. But, you know, like I said, uh, he was very down in the clubhouse here in Baltimore about the injury. You could tell in the tone of his voice, even before the MRI results came in, that uh, this was probably going to be a deal situation for him. So they'll have to figure it out. You know, George already says that guys are just going to have to step up. Other guys are going to have to get it done. And, uh, Hey, that, that began last night, they think, and uh, we'll see if it continues. Yeah, we will see for sure. And, uh, Brian, just to wrap up, to begin to wrap up, Luis Severino on Tuesday in the series opener. So-so, uh, six innings, uh, four runs, three earned. He did strike out four. It's no secret he's really been struggling this season. The ERA is still well over six. But did you see at least glimpses of the 2015 Severino in that outing on Tuesday night? 
For sure. Good enough. Uh, good enough, and that's progress, and that'll keep him out of AAA. I think that uh, he was very much on the bubble here. I think that if he had gone out and gotten rocked by the Orioles, the Yankees would have had to really make a tough decision by him. Uh, so he went out and gave him six strong. Um, you know, you would like to see him work on his fielding practice a little bit. It's weird to see a guy drop the ball twice in the, in, at first base covering very similar plays. So uh, he'll work on that. You know, he'll obviously – stop looking at the bag before he gets the flip and uh, actually look the ball into his glove because uh, that's just giving away a run there. But uh, otherwise gave up two home runs to Mark Trumbo. Uh, he's not alone in that category. He's, uh, he's certainly had some company in the big leagues this year. Uh, they were no doubt shots. But if you take those away, and I, I feel like this is what you do sometimes when you're, you're trying to analyze a loss, you say, well, yeah, except for the terrible pitches, he was actually pretty good. Well, <laughs> All right, you, you take these two pitches away from Trumbo and the drop balls at first base, and, and that was a pretty good outing from Severino. So it's, it's certainly something the Yankees can build upon. Uh, it'll keep them out of the minors, as I said, and reduce the urgency of them having to make a move and call down for a guy at AAA or maybe push Ivan Nova in there. But uh, you can't have Severino go out and continue struggling. So he needs to build off that and, and take another step forward his next time out. So despite, you know, six losses in seven games and being in last place in the AL East, the sky not exactly falling uh, for Yankee for the Yankees and their fans right now. As you, we touched on, CC looks very good last night. Severino, signs of encouragement. And, of course, Aroldis Chapman coming back uh, just a couple of games away. Uh, we'll see how that all pans out for the Yankees in the next few weeks as, again, the Red Sox come to town uh, for the first time in the Bronx this season, beginning on Friday night. Brian Hoke, we appreciate the time. That is uh, Brian Hoke, MLB.com Yankees reporter. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, New York Yankees. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.